Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Thank you, voiceover guy. This is Clerical Errors. I am Berg. I'm Bullhagen. And welcome to the show. Um, what are we having tonight, Berg? Well, we're having uh, LaCroix Key Lime Sparkling Water. Ooh. Sounds pretty rad, doesn't it? Sparkling water. That's nice. Just listen to this. Mm. You know, it reminds me of the the sparkling water. I think it's some sort of a law that uh, whenever a vicar uh, goes out, whenever time he hears about water, he has to talk about baptism. (laughs) Is this true, vicar? Pretty close. I mean, that's that's what it's about, right? <laughs> well, let's give this taste. Uh, refreshing. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of like sparkling water, but uh, this kind of has like a like a creamy lime. How, how would you explain? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It's uh, it's one of my favorites. Actually, my wife got me into drinking this. So, well, I, I drink sparkling water, but I'm cheap. I got a soda stream machine. Nice. And I just make regular water sparkle. <laughs> you bring out the best in everybody. That's right. I know last episode you you said uh, about the dark and bitter. That was what, how would you say about that last week? That it's like my life. Right. Yeah. And and I think of this sparkling water. It's kind of, you know, like my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have our uh, app here today, our Hey Vicar app. Hey Vicar. Hey. Um, what's the temperature outside, Vicar? Let's see. Um, right now, ooh, it's a balmy, wait, updating. 13 degrees. Disappointing again, Vicar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had a lot of updates to do before he came today, so, (laughs) That's right. That's right. He's, uh, he's buffering, he's, uh, still beta testing. We'll get it worked out. I want to give a shout out to Kevin. Kevin or one of our listeners, he uh, he let me know what he was sipping on. He told me he was message me. He's sipping on Bush Light. <laughs> hey, we can judge a lot of things. We better not judge what people drink. <laughs> so, uh, and but one thing that confused me, Kevin, if I want you to be safe, one point he said he was drinking Bush Light while listening. The other time he said he was listening to us while driving to Grundy Center. <laughs> so so that's not what we're going for if you're listening, Kevin. Right. <laughs> so what are you going to preach on? What am I preaching on this Sunday? Yeah. Uh, I'm preaching, uh, I'm doing kind of a conflation of uh, the commemoration of St. Matthias. And who is St. Matthias? Vicar? Well, but uh, what's conflation mean? You're the you're the vicar. You're the oh, uh, <laughs> hey, vicar. That's a good question. What's conflation? Um, <laughs> get back to it. Come on, <laughs> don't interrupt the pastor. It's it's a until you're a pastor. <laughs> it's a I did kind of a mesh of uh of Saint Matthias Day and uh, the second Sunday in pre Lent, which is called uh, Sexagesima. Okay, so um. Some of you might not know, but uh, St. Matthias is the apostle who took Judas' place, Judas Iscariot, after Judas committed suicide. And he was uh, elected to the uh, apostolic ministry in Acts chapter 1. 
And a uh, side note, you're really, really not going to like my top 12 list. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. <laughs> and uh, the gospel reading for that is the parable of the sower. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where, where the sower sowed seeds, some falls on the rocky ground, uh, some falls on good soil. Some falls on the path, and some falls on uh, among the weeds. And the thorns, yeah. Right. So, so as I as I think about, I haven't actually written my sermon yet. Um, so because we're recording this on a Monday, so I've got lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, theater of the mind, right? So, um, but uh, as I look look at that, I think one thing we get so concerned about that is we get so concerned about where the seed falls, because according to the parable, as Jesus explains this parable, that. Uh, some goes all over the place, and a lot of it doesn't grow. A lot of it doesn't bring forth the harvest. But does that keep the sower from sowing? No. And I think uh, people don't want to trust that when you look at God's word, that it actually does produce a harvest. Right. And a lot of pastors get very frustrated with that because we preach a lot, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of fruit. And so it's kind of a, uh, this is a comforting parable to us that God's word actually does work. And it actually does produce a harvest, and that people actually do believe it. Yeah, I mean, pastors, are you listening? If there are any pastors out there, it works. <laughs> God's word does what it says it does. You heard here in this parable that the word of God grows. It grows, and and a lot of times, you know, it's natural to think of gimmicks. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How about you, you preach the word of God? You give the people the law and the gospel in that word, and you change hearts and minds through the word of God because that's how the Holy Spirit works. And you have Jesus saying in this parable that it works. The word of God grows. And uh, I guess another thing I think about when I think about this, this text is uh, the other side of that is it also works for the hearer. I think a lot of what keeps a lot of people from church is they kind of assume, well, I know the gospel. I know the word. I know that Jesus died for me. So why do I have to go hear it? Right. You know, why do I have to receive the Lord's Supper? I already know it. Can you speak to that, Berg? Well, you know, I. It, you're right. I mean, people have this sort of idea that, well, faith is just simply uh, a, a bunch of things, a bunch of sentences or propositions that I know, and that's it, right? I made my decision for Christ, and now it's over. Now I'm safe. Well, the thing is, is that this is a continual sowing in our hearts. Jesus says to let the word richly dwell in us and that it does produce a harvest, a hundredfold and sixtyfold and and, uh, thirtyfold. And, you know, that's the thing is that uh, we continue to hear the word of God and he continues to bring forth a bountiful harvest of faith and good works in our hearts. I think the the other thing, too, that this text teaches us about, and I got this from uh, a Lutheran by the name of Paul Hensel, He's been dead for a long time, but uh, he wrote that um, uh, this, these four fields can actually take place, or four types of soil, can actually take place in a Christian throughout his life. That um, these are four different types of hearing. And how many of us have sat in church and the sermon watch, washes over us at like water off of a rock or mm-hmm. water off of a duck's back, right? Well, that's isn't that the path where the right. devil comes and snatches it away? Or, um, or, or, or I think that... If, if if I'm honest, I think that tends to happen more um, when the vicar preaches. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor vicar. 
you know, or um, pe- people hear, right? But it's a superficial hearing, and so it has very little root, right? And so when tough times do come, it, you know, their faith just fades away, right? right. Or uh, it's uh, or it's sown among all the cares of this life, which just seek to crowd it out, right? So these are things that we should all seek to avoid in ourselves and look at, you know, are we actually hearing the word of God? Are we treating it like it should be used, right? That it should be mentally masticated, right? Just like uh, you. Okay, Vicar, what does masticate mean? Masticate? Well, that, uh, oh, that means to chew. Okay. Well, that's the thing. You are what you eat, right? That's right. And uh, if you're eating the word of God, guess what? You're going to be more Christ-like, right? But don't masticate your Bible, please. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering what text are they talking about, you can open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15, and you can read that parable for yourself. All right. Guess what that brings us to? Bullhagen's Top 12. Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. So before we get into the actual numbers, last time I was a little more lighthearted, right? This time I'm getting a little more biblical with my top twelve, and, and this is why I say I don't—you may not like it. Because, okay. Because uh, it'd uh, be like twelve lords a leaping, or or what? No, no. This is this is the top twelve apostles. <laughs> nice. I ranked them. Hey, well, wow. I I'm impressed. So this is like your. Uh, this is like your biblical, you know, fantasy team, right? That's right. That's right. I ranked them, and like, for example, like, there's a couple who are like first ballot Hall of Fame, right? Right. Who who would be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, Peter, James, John. Right. So uh, now, reason why I say you're not going to like this is uh, a couple got left off this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I I know. I probably. I think I know who you're who you're talking about. <laughs> because like I, I would. Uh, well, you know, we did talk about Matthias, so, you know. Right, right. And uh, so, obviously, Judas Iscariot I left off the list. Right. Oh, that makes sense. He's like the Pete Rose, you know. He's got a, a lifetime ban. <laughs> you know, you do I something like, like that, you're you're never going to make it. You're not, you're not on the list anymore. Let another take his office. And the other one I had to, to leave off with was Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> so, here I'm waiting is with bated breath. my top... 12. Number 12. Simon the Zealot. Nice. Well, I mean, what do we know about Simon the Zealot? He was zealous. That's right. <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was actually probably a terrorist. Right. That's, you know, I was thinking about that when I was putting this together because, you know, that's the thing with the top 12 list. I, I think about it and then, I oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be making a list. And I, this is one thought I had, okay? I was thinking of Simon the Zealot, who was basically a terrorist against whom? The Romans. Right. Okay. You know, he was like the Judean people's front. Right. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was part of the people's front of Judea. <laughs> and, and the other thought I had was uh, I was thinking of uh, Matthew, who appears, I won't tell you where, later in the list. Hmm. What was it? Uh, Tax collector. For the? For the Romans. It's quite a motley crew he had. Isn't that, isn't that, <laughs> have you ever thought of that before? Yeah. I. You know, he's got... Yeah, he's got some interesting characters. He, it's no wonder they argued all the time. Right, just the whole dynamics of of uh, of you know, it's like having 
you know, Al Qaeda and who who else <laughs> like in the same group? <laughs> It'd be like Al Qaeda and uh, um, like one of the Saudi family, you know, top, you know, one of the Saudi princes right. like in cahoots together. Right. It's like having an LCMS pastor and an ELCA pastor. Oh. Uh, Peter read that out. <laughs> All right. Number 11. Judas, not Iscariot. You know, I feel bad for him. They actually, the, the papists, the Roman Catholics actually made him a uh, the saint of lost causes because everybody thought he was Iscariot. <laughs> and and, and uh, it reminds me of? Number 10. Number 10. James. Nice. <laughs> because it seems, isn't James always confused with the apostle with whom? The the brother of Jesus. Right. Right. Or is this James the brother of John? Uh, James, the son of Alphaeus and Mary. Ah, there we go. Okay. Not not one of the the, the sons of uh, the brother. Zebedee. Right. right. The Thunder Boys. Right. That's what we should have named our podcast. Uh, podcast. <laughs> I like the it. The Thunder Boys. All right. Because uh, what do you, we know about the other James? Honestly, I got nothing. He, that's, I, that's basically <laughs> what we know. He's the the other James. Yeah, <laughs> Number nine. Bartholomew. Yeah, which is probably like his surname of Bar-Ptolemy, right? Son of Ptolemy. Yeah. Otherwise, we, we think he's Nathaniel. Right. You know, in, in the book of, uh, in the Gospel of John. In the Israelite in whom there is no guile. Right. That's right. He's he also said, "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" <laughs> <laughs> what would be comparable? We better not. We want to yeah, offend any listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, Philip. Uh, he's the one that uh, brought the word of Jesus to the Greeks. What happened to him? What do we know? Tradition's unclear. Mm-hmm. But that's why he's uh, number eight. What else? You want to add something about what do you know I, about him? Honestly, I I got nothing. <laughs> I. <laughs> Number seven, Andrew. Yeah, you know I've always liked the name Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I he's a pretty awesome apostle. I mean, just think like he's the apostle that brought Peter to the faith, that brought Peter to Jesus. That's right. That's that's pretty awesome. I mean, if you had like one convert to make, that's right. Right. I mean, you know. And and if you think about it, it couldn't have been easy to be Peter's brother. No, I mean, you know. I mean. Peter's kind of flies by the seat of his pants. He's got what we call a huge personality. Right. I can imagine Peter and Andrew getting a few scrums once in a while as kids. Right. Either that or he's like the little brother that, you know, meekly follows in his shadow, you know. <laughs> by the way, you haven't argued with me. Are you okay with the list so far? I I really don't. Yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten into anything really controversial yet, so. All right. Number six. Thomas. Okay. Right. The twin. Right. Right. You know, so he's number six. Yeah, you think you had, you had him a little higher? Well, I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to really place him because, I mean, without him, and everybody always remembers him as doubting Thomas. I mean, they never remember Peter as like you know, um, fleeing Peter or you know, betraying Peter, right? Or slice off the ear, Peter. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, Thomas gets kind of a bad rap, but. It's because of him that Jesus gives us those wonderful words of you know, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. All right, but you know, he without him, you know, how many times are we able to preach that every year? You know, the Sunday after Easter, right? You know, we could talk about how Jesus came back and showed him, and how we get to to behold Christ Jesus, 
and that he is alive. So mm -hmm. that's number six. I think that's fair. Number five. I have James, the brother of John. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He deserves to be a little higher uh, in the list. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not arguing with your uh, with your uh, placement. I mean, because he is the first apostle who dies. That's true. And he's in Jesus' inner circle. Right. I mean, Peter, James, and John go everywhere. You know. Yeah, that's true. So you would have him ahead of. You'd have him like three. I'm not sure. I. It's hard to say because Paul is just. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. But yeah, definitely Peter and John are ahead of him. I agree with that. Paul, I yeah, Paul's ahead of him too. So I'll be interested to see who, who else you placed ahead of him. Number four. I have Matthew. Good. Yeah, I yeah, I can see that. Right. He yeah, you're right. I mean, he goes above James in that he wrote a gospel. That's right. You right? mean he was a a catechist, if you will, right? right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he wrote wrote one of the Gospels. It was very important. That's why I kind of had Matthew there. Cause... Right, right. And he's also a, he also is a great example of God's grace because he was one of the most hated members of Jewish society. Right. He was a tax collector, which meant that he, uh, if the Romans were charging 10% for taxes, he charged another 5% on there, you know, and that's how they made their money. So uh, what a great example of God's grace. And that he could get along with the zealot. Right. <laughs> Simon the zealot. All right. That brings us to number three. Number three. John, the brother of James. Really? Number three? Wow. I mean, he did write the Gospel of John and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Right. Hmm. So. Hmm. I don't know. Would you have a, well, it's three. Who would you have behind him? Would you have Paul behind him? Would you have Peter behind him? Ah, uh, see, that's what's hard. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, he could be included as a first ballot Hall of Fame group. Right, right. That's where it gets tough. Okay. But you know what? Though He was the one we know probably wasn't martyred. Right. So, right. I mean, he didn't give everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just had to witness Revelation and write it all down. That's right. That's right. And I, I guess maybe that's one way that we can drop him down a little bit from one or two is because oh, okay. the thing of all that— He didn't give his all? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, the, to put, let people look behind the collar. <laughs> right. I mean, how many times do we have to answer questions about revelation? <laughs> yeah, that is the truth. <laughs> uh, For that alone, I mean, great book. However, it, uh, it, it creates a lot of questions for us. Right. So maybe that's a good reason to have him as number three. Sounds good. Um, by the way, if you want to argue, you have any questions or suggestions, let us know. You can. We have a Facebook page. We got a Twitter account. I don't know. We do the Twitter thing. At us, <laughs> at me, bro. Number two. Now this is this is where it might get controversial because we're down to two. Hmm. I'm gonna guess Peter. Am I right? I'm with Paul. Oh, you went with Paul. Okay. Okay. I went with Paul. All right. Obviously, Paul. I mean, I don't think you and I would be here having a podcast if it weren't for Paul. Right. I mean, you know, he is the <laughs> Gentiles' homeboy. That's so. right. That's right. So, you know, Paul obviously preached grace. He was the one that actually uh, confronted Peter about the circumcision, uncircumcision thing. Mm -hmm. 
right? Right. And uh, so, so obviously, Paul, he's top two. But in my list, now you can you can argue, you know, I'm not the, you know, the end. I'm I pretty much am, but you can argue you'd be wrong. But, <laughs> but so that brings us to and number one, Peter. Peter, what's his first name? Vicar. Saint. <laughs> Good answer. Wow. On his toes. Simon, right? Simon. Simon Bar-Jonah. And so the reason why I kind of had him on the list is, one, he was uh, really the first to actually preach the gospel. Pentecost, wouldn't you say? The first sermon that we have recorded? Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah, from a, yeah, from a, from an apostle, yeah. Is it, how about the first to perform a miracle? Mm, we're not sure. Okay. Um. Because, you know, the the 12 are performing miracles before Jesus died, right? That's true. He sent them out two by two. Okay. You know, towards the, the very beginning. So what does his name mean? Which one? Peter. The Rock. The Rock. Like Dwayne Johnson or? Yep. Do you think when he preached he had that, that Dwayne Johnson smirk, that eye thing? Yeah, the, the eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Converted lots of people. <laughs> I used to have a T-shirt that they would wear working out. It was like... Peter, I am the rock, and it was I like tore the sleeves off. <laughs> Anyways, nice. All right. Um, so, if you have any questions, comments, if you want, please argue with us. I need negative comments. I want negative comments for me to share <laughs> because that's what brings me joy. So, if you if you don't agree with this, let us know. At me, bro. All right, that's our top twelve list. Um, brings us to. Our uh, next segment, Berg's Bodacious Blasphemies. Before we play the intro, how do you feel about this one? It's going to be pretty rad, man. Oh, yeah? You like this one? Yeah, I like this one. All right. So, Peter, play the intro. Berg's Bodacious Blasphemies is the part of the show where Berg seeks to sell you ancient damn delusions by repackaging them for modern consumption. In short, Berg makes bad stuff sound bodacious. All right, this one, this bodacious blasphemy today is uh, a little something I call adoptionism, okay? And the rest of the church calls it that too. It's the idea that Jesus was born a mere man and that through his good works, through his selfless living, uh, God adopted him to be his son. So Jesus like, I don't know, ascended or like uh, went from being a vicar to a pastor <laughs> Only from man to God, so that's the uh, that's the heresy we're covering today. So here we go. Having trouble believing that Jesus is true God? Would you rather have a Jesus who is just a cool guy with long hair? Do you have trouble believing that the Hebrew word Alma actually means virgin in Isaiah seven fourteen? Perhaps adoptionism is the right path for you. Do you hate reading Luke two on Christmas? No problem. Adoptionism just lets you cut out that pesky miracle just right out of your Bible. Do you like the idea of a mere man pulling himself up by his bootstraps and forcing God to adopt him as his son? Adoptionism does it better than, a, than little orphan Annie. Just think, you won't have to hear about grace alone or faith alone anymore. You too can earn your heavenly adoption by a sinless, perfect life. You no longer have to rely on the eternal Son of God to be the author and the perfecter of your faith because Jesus just got demoted to a sideline coach and an example of how you too can earn your divine sonship. 
When you join the adoptionist movement, you get to hang out with ancient groups like the Ebonites and venerable luminaries like Theodotus the Fuller and Paul of Samosata. Or if you like rolling with the cool kids, look up Unitarianism or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Strangite movement started by James Strang. Or if you're too school for cool, look up the wicked and often disproven scholar Bart Ehrman. Or on second thought, rather than worrying about not being good enough to get adopted, maybe you should just stick with Lutheranism, where Jesus is God and your adoption by grace is certain because what he has done. All right. So do you, you hear much about adoptionism? Uh, just in uh, a few of those really fringe circles, like the Unitarians, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, how, how is it different like uh, than Mormons, where they kind of... <clears throat> where you can kind of almost become your own god. Right. Well, um, in Mormonism, you're born in that way. You're actually... <laughs> you're actually <laughs> I know you're singing the song in your head. <laughs> That's why you're laughing. You, uh, uh, you're actually born, um, uh, and you have pre-existence as a spirit baby, right? Uh-huh. And you were conceived by your father, God, and your... Wait, wait. I, I need some more beverage while you're talking about this. <laughs> That this oh, is a, I, oh, we run it, no. yeah, oh, no. as a deer panteth for the streams. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and most scholars that you know um, teach this kind of stuff today, like Bart Erdman. I mean, they'll say like, "Oh well, obviously Mark was written first because it doesn't have a virgin birth, right? Oh, yeah. Jesus was just a guy, and then he kind of mutated, right? Right. Uh, he got the X gene in the later Gospels, and you know, <laughs> became you know the Phoenix or whatever. So. Right. Man, there's a lot of a lot of just crazy. Where do they they come up with these ideas? Well, you know the the adoptionists want God to be one, right? Like mm-hmm. we believe, we believe God is one, yeah. right? But they can't, uh, they won't believe by faith that He's also three persons. Mm. And so, uh, what do you do if you only believe that uh, the one God can only be one person? Well, you got to get rid of somebody or two persons, you know? Right. Well, thank you. My pleasure. Now it's time for Impaired Concentration. Peter, play the intro. Do you have impaired concentration? Then this is for you. It's the Impaired Concentration Bible Study. One verse, one verse only. All right, before we get into the verse, doesn't that music just make you happy? It does. (laughs) It it warms the place where my heart should be. So next time, if you're listening at home, if you ever wonder what Pastor Bullying is thinking about, just play that music. It'll generally kind of let you in what's behind my collar there so so today uh one verse one verse only uh last you want to give a recap of what happened last time oh i'd love to but i can't (laughs) (laughs) what what part of one verse one verse only do you not understand (laughs) if you want to know you got to listen man you got to go back you got to go back if i said now let's do verse one. Now let's do verse two. Guess what we just did? Uh, we've broken. We've broken the flow. Yeah, you've done two verses. Indeed. And I lose focus. All right. So hit me with it. Obadiah two. Behold, I will. I will make you small among the nations. You shall be utterly despised. All right. Preach the word, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> make this a Bible study. All right. Uh, this is about Edom, and uh, as we know, Edom is. Uh, uh, the nation that descended from Jacob's brother Esau, and they were cousins to the 
Israelites, right? and they weren't very mm-hmm. good cousins. They mm-hmm. were actually at war quite a bit of the time. And so Edom is threatened with war because God has determined to humble and reduce that nation. That's what. That's why God is gathering all of his forces and invading just like, you know, the last alliance invaded Mordor. Yeah, you know, uh, my uh, attention issues make me think of small nations and how they try so hard to be big. It makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking like North Korea? Or? Yeah, or I think of, uh, you know, when you watch the Olympics and you see the parade of nations coming through. Oh, right. And then, there, you know, there's like a country with three blah bob sledders or something. and <laughs> We matter. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jamaican bo- bo- bobsled right. team. That's right. But, but Jesus or Jesus, Obadiah, <laughs> that's my first error today. Obadiah talks about he will make Edomites small among the nations. So has he fulfilled this? Yes. Yes, he has. He does so um, through the Babylonians. Uh, The Babylonians came and uh, completely crushed all of these nations. Um, We also see it, too, that uh, um, the Edomites are actually attacked by the Moabites later on. I can't remember the years on that. but... But we see this throughout the Bible, right, that... Uh, the those that are haughty and proud are put down, mm-hmm. and those who are humble, uh, God lifts up. I mean, like James four ten says, "Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will raise you up." Or Matthew twenty three twelve, right? The one who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. By the way, th- this applies to every nation except for the the USA, of course. <laughs> yeah, USA, USA. <laughs> Because uh, we've, we haven't gotten haughty yet, have we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, uh, you know, this judgment also extends. I mean, we should be wary of this judgment too, right? Yeah. That uh, when we when we get prideful, um, God will bring us down. Yeah, I often remind my people here that uh, at some it won't be it's sometime in our lifetime, and it's already in a way starting to happen, places like Africa are going to be sending missionaries to our country just like we send missionaries to places like Germany. Exactly. Well, and I think, too, um, one thing that is really uh, not, it's implicit in the text, right? Um, Who was humbled so that way we might be exalted? That was Jesus, right? And he humbled himself uh, to the point of death, even death on the cross, as Philippians 2 says, right? Mm -hmm. That to die on the cross uh, was the most shameful thing that could happen. It was a slave's death. It was, uh, you, were, you weren't crucified with that nice little loincloth. Jesus was naked up there, right? And it was terrible. It was awful. Uh, it was very shameful. And yet he humbles himself so that he might be exalted. And when he's exalted, so are we. Right. That's uh, kind of counterintuitive to the way uh, we think a lot of times in our country because it's all about my rights. It's never about, you know, what do I deserve right? rather than, you know, uh, making myself low. How can I be the the the, the servant? Right. How can I how can I win? How right. can I overcome? We're a we're a nation of of winners and overcomers and and that sort of thing. And that's not how Christianity works. Right. I remember one time I had a sermon. I, I suggested that we we have a uh, start a new group called Losers for Christ. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean. <laughs> We lose. I mean, right. Jesus says it, right? He who uh, seeks to save his life will lose it. Mm-hmm. But he who loses his life for my sake will save it. 
So I guess what we're saying is 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 maybe a vicar is actually a higher life form. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's not maybe. get carried yeah, away. Let's not get, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, moving on. The next section is news that bothers Berg. Now, now last time, Berg, I don't know if I really bothered you. I'm, I think I maybe found something that would bother you a little bit more. We'll, we'll find out, okay? I'll lay, get you. lay it on me. All right. This is from uh, News Channel 5 in Nashville, Tennessee. That's a good start. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a name, probably, because they didn't want to attach your name to the story. All right. The, 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 <laughs> the name of the story is entitled, Woman Creates Jewelry to Preserve Anything from Ashes to Breast Milk. <laughs> yes, I got it. <laughs> he is. If you if you could see this, we need to do a YouTube because he oh. is bothered. Look at that face. Mm. Oh, God, that is so horrifying. <laughs> I mean, how is it any different than than those like cannibalistic African tribal people who let, wear like ears around their, you know, make, make make necklaces out of ears and oh yeah, and eat grandpa. I mean, only now you wear grandpa. <laughs> and In, a part of grandpa. Inside her garage, a 25-year-old entrepreneur and mother of three is preserving anything from ashes to funeral flowers, pet fur, even breast milk and jewelry. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. She says it all started when she wanted to buy her friend a gift. <laughs> <coughs> um, she was breastfeeding at the time. I was so proud of her for doing so good. I had to have some jewelry made for her. So, uh, why does that bother you? Oh, it's it's such a <laughs> it's such a misuse of of what God has made. I mean, breast milk is not meant to be worn. It's meant to be it's meant for the baby to drink. Right? And the same thing with like human remains. The human remains should be laid to rest because in a cemetery because uh God created th- that body. He redeemed that body. And the Holy Spirit is and will raise that body, is the temple of that body, and will raise up that body on the last day. So to treat our bodies as if they're, oh, it's like making a, it, you, you remember how you used to take newspaper and like make paper mache things? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, <laughs> it's like treating your body like old newspaper, and that is really bothersome. And it also, in a way, it, it says, you know, my hope isn't in, the resurrection. No, no. I want right, to be fair my... to this 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 lady. I, I have no idea, you know, what her faith is and all that kind of thing. So, um, if she's listening, you know, maybe she can make us some jewelry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's her faith. If she is a Christian, her faith doesn't seem to be in concert with what she's doing. Because you know, our hope is in the the kingdom to come, not in ashes right worn around the neck or um yeah it's it, it's just a misuse of what god has given us also you know what kind of bothers me is uh you know i can see one way this is this uh can be manifested too is one of the things it mentions is uh like a pet's fur and that kind of thing where we elevate animals to such a high degree and, and in many ways it has replaced in my mind children that people want to, to love a child and have the love a child without all of the annoying 
stuff that comes along with it. You know, it's a lot easier. You can have a love of a dog, but then it just seems like there's such a love of animals that sometimes it has replaced a love of, of children and family, and that becomes a family. So when a pet dies, it's everything. And, uh, you know, my wife has a dog, which is fine. I'm not against pets, but there seems to be nowadays such an elevation of that that it, it's kind of uh, at the detriment of, of having children. What do you think about that? Yeah, I. Uh, it's kind of interesting how it's come around again because I was reading Plutarch's Lives. Oh, yeah. me too. That <laughs> was what, what are the coincidences? <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt it. I, I don't think, no, I, I would doubt it. But anyway, uh, for Pericles, uh, Plutarch begins his, uh, his introduction of his life with a story from Caesar, Caesar Augustus, who's mentioned in Luke 2, obviously. And uh, Caesar saw a, a couple of people, some foreigners, uh, who were uh, had, their, had monkeys and different animals, like pets on their laps, and they were petting them and you know treating them like children. And he said to them, uh, well, are your women infertile in your country? <laughs> You know, rebuking them that um, they were uh, misusing the affection that they should be showing to their children, and then they're misplacing that or displacing that on their animals, mm -hmm. who are, and let's face it, they are of a lesser moral value. Right. They don't have rational souls. They're not created in the image of God like we are. They weren't redeemed by Christ like we are. And just it's, so I guess it just seems like that's, you know, love your pets, fine, but it just seems that they've been so elevated. Right. Rather than, yeah, just have babies. There you go. So, <laughs> moving right. on to Confound the Clerics. Confound the Clerics. And what is our question today? Well, let's, uh, the Confound the Clerics is a part of the show where we take questions from the crowd uh, hopefully, uh, you guys will be sending in questions through email or Twitter or that sort of thing, or Facebook. Hey, Vicar, where could people get a hold of us? Well, um, well, since they can't come to the studio, I guess, they can uh, get a hold of us at uh, our email at uh, clericalerrorspodcast at gmail.com, uh, Twitter, clericalerrorsp, and our Facebook page. All right. And our question is... Um, this question comes from uh, a, a child from uh, uh, the parochial school. Would you like to say something about that? All right. Uh, well, I am part of a, well, I'm the pastor of a congregation that has uh, very graciously and generously supported a parochial school for over 90 years now. And it's a lot of fun because I get to teach the kids three days a week, uh, preach to them on Thursdays for chapel and the like. So uh, it's been a really uh, great and humbling thing to be able to teach these kids the word of god on a regular basis and their questions are actually pretty darn good so and uh well a lot of listeners may not know this that uh our uh our sound engineer producer actually is a graduate of that school right so the, the question is what do angels look like Ooh, yeah that's a great question uh, angels are uh, so first we have to talk about what is an angel and an angel is a spirit. Spirits don't have bodies. Okay? Spirits don't have bodies. They don't have working parts like we do. They were created during the first six days of creation. And that means that because they're spirits and they don't have bodies, that means that they can't 
reproduce. Mm-hmm. There aren't any little uh, angel babies okay. ever. So they have to wait until they die before they become angels. <laughs> you mean us? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is no. that a different episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing, but yeah, we don't become angels when we die. Um, that We'll get our bodies back. Just like Jesus got his body back, um, that is uh, that's something I want my we... body back, body back. <laughs> <laughs> I want my body back, body back. So, if you don't have a body, you really don't look like anything. Angels, by nature, are invisible because they're not made up of stuff, and uh, you can't see uh, things that are non-material. But then the angel okay. Gabriel pe- appeared to Mary. So that's yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, interjection there, right? Angels can take on uh, physical forms. They can manifest themselves and appear uh, to people like Mary, um, to Abraham, to Lot, and the people of Sodom. Um, and in those cases, they all appear like men. They all appear like, um, yeah, male human beings. And this is why Hebrews tells us not to, um, not to, uh, Uh, neglect hospitality because in so doing we might uh, entertain angels unaware. So in those cases, angels look like human beings. Uh, In other cases, angels definitely do not look like human beings. Like in Ezekiel, Mm -hmm. those creatures are freaky. They got like four faces and they're flying and their feet look like cow's feet. It's crazy. Um, Or or if you you, uh, learn about angels from... uh Number three on our uh, apostle list, John. <laughs> right. What does what does John do when he sees an angel? <laughs> That's right. He's he, he's about he's about ready to worship the thing, right? Right. You know, uh, angels are scary. That's why they're always saying stuff like "Don't be afraid," right? Because I'm not going to kill you. Right. Right. Because angels are holy and we're not. Hey, Vicar, when when you were in high school, did you uh, date any scary angels? <laughs> I know this might be a shock. Um, but I didn't do a lot of dating in <laughs> high school, so nope. Well, especially where you're from, they're all relatives, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> angels <clears throat> in their uh, unmanifested forms uh, don't really look like any anybody, right? That's why we can have guardian angels following us, and we they're invisible to our eyes. But um, angels can also manifest as human beings or as very fantastic creatures. Um, which astound our minds. And, uh, you know, I like to think of as pastors of ourselves as angels because we're messengers. Right. That gets into what an angel actually means, right? That's right. Angel means messenger, right? This is why the whatness of what we call angels is not an angel, right? Because they're not all messengers. But the whatness of what we call angels is uh, spirit, right? Now, pastors are angels insofar as they are messengers. They have a message from God to bring. Well, thank you for the question. Please send us your questions. Without you, guess what we don't have? A podcast. And if we have a podcast and no one listens, is this still a podcast? Well, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, if we have a podcast and uh, no one responds, then I don't think you really do. We need you to make this podcast good. So please, please uh, fire back. As always, we end with our sticky notes. Hey, uh, Berg. Yeah. Remember this? Is this James the brother of John? Uh, James, the son of Alpheus and Mary. Ah, there we go. Okay. Not not one of the, the, 
the sons of uh, the brother. Zebedee. Right. right. The Thunder Boys. Right. That's what we should have named our podcast. Our podcast. <laughs> I like it. The Thunder Boys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe that, that this happened. I remember one time I had a sermon. I, I suggested that we, we have a uh, start a new group called Losers for Christ. So I guess what we're saying is 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 maybe a vicar is actually a higher life form. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's not maybe, get carried yeah, away. Let's not get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about this? The, the, the name <laughs> of the story is entitled, Woman Creates Jewelry to Preserve Anything from Ashes to Breast Milk. <laughs> yes, I got it. He is. If you if you could see this, we need to do a YouTube because he oh. is bothered. Look at that face. God, that is so horrifying. <laughs> I mean, how is it any different than than those like cannibalistic African tribal people who make necklaces out of ears and and eat grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's been a, a wonderful show, Berg. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. And uh, let us know what you're you're having at home to drink because uh, uh, we love to hear that you're relaxing and enjoying this show with us. So uh, I want to thank a few people. I want to thank Vicar for, for his contributions. Uh, not strong, but, uh, you know, you're, you're getting there. Um, I, got, I did get some reaction to the top 12 list last time of two and a half pastors. Right. Nice. So, um, and uh, Berg, thank you for uh, continuing to it's do this. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you to all those who are listening, and uh, thank you to Peter for all his work. He probably does the most work because he has to edit all of this and put it together and all that. So thank you to Peter. And also I want to thank uh, our voiceover guy. Never done it before. I hear his voice all the time, and I think he would be a good voiceover guy. So he provided our voiceover work. So thank you, voiceover guy. I don't know if he wanted his name attached to this. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> so, thank you to... Oh, edited that out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. This has been Clerical Errors. I'm Pastor Bullhagen. And I'm Pastor Berg. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you enjoy the show, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Money we receive is invested back into the podcast and the surplus donated to the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter at Clerical Heirs P for podcasts or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. There you can also find links to the things we talked about. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.